What's up, everybody? It's the Spoiler Warning Podcast uh, coming at you on this fine Monday evening. Uh, we're Review 476 for Geostorm. I'm Carson Patrick, and uh, joining me once again is brunch extraordinaire Stephen Miller. Hey, what I up? can't wait to tell you about the brunch I had yesterday, BT Dubs. <laughs> That'll be our opening question. Um, we <laughs> are still, uh, if if you didn't notice or didn't listen, uh, we also did a review for Only the Brave uh, in addition to this. And uh, honestly, I don't know when these episodes are going to come out. Um, maybe like mid-November or something. If we're so, lucky. If we're lucky. But... Uh, we're we're uh we're taking the helm as you can see and uh it's it's going okay but we're we're definitely schnazeless these uh next couple episodes because schnazeless uh, in Seattle for yes sure. for definitely for sure um he's currently in Russia trying to find a wife or something um, I added the actor who plays the boy in Sleepless in Seattle on Facebook yeah, like such a funny face. I was like, what does he look like now? And I looked up and he's on Facebook. That has got to be the most random ass thing. <laughs> he didn't add me back, but he only had like 80 friends. Oh. You're like, I'm a anyway. fan of the movie, I swear. <laughs> um, Just don't tell him that you like You've Got Mail better. And then maybe right. he'll he'll friend you. Yeah. Uh, any any hoot. Um, yeah, we're uh, here to talk about the latest G-Butts classic, Geostorm. Um, <laughs> we're, we're strapped and ready to peg the fuck out of this movie. I don't know about you. I, I'm ready. Yeah. Ready and willing. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, I'm sure this is going to go nowhere, this question. But um, did you see the trailer for the next G-Butts classic called Den of Thieves? Because I did. I did. It, lo- yeah. it looks hilarious. You did? <laughs> <laughs> it looks so dumb. It lo- Doesn't it look like the Asylum version of Triple Nine? <laughs> like, I, I want to know what what is Gerard Butler up to now? Has I, he just done the Nick Cage where he decided, like, fuck it, I'll do anything? Dude, he definitely is, like, one Nick Cage. He's, like, one movie away from Nick Cage status, sadly. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't had, like, more directive VOD movies. Yeah. <laughs> because Den of Thieves, I mean, really, they should just call that, they should just retitle it January Movie, because it looks like the most January-ass movie of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, like, so funny. Oh, uh, like, because I saw it in front of The Foreigner, uh, or as Sarah dubbed it, The Snoreiner. Um, <laughs> Good one, and, Sarah. Yeah, and, um... I, it hasn't shown up online yet, but I'm assuming they showed it in front of in front of G Butt Storm. They did, yeah, yeah. They yeah. showed it before this movie. Oh man, like that's definitely like not only G Butts, but O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Fiddy in the same movie. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that if we talk about it, it could be like a case where <laughs> Chris ends up liking it legitimately. <laughs> As long as like, there's no Casey Affleck in it, yeah, like, I think he'll watch till the like end. Like, more than Triple Nine, because since Casey Affleck isn't in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does look it does look hilarious. It do, the, the combination of O'Shea Jackson Jr. and 50 Cent really cemented it for me. Like, Oh, yeah. It, it's yeah. like, 
Like, like I love O'Shea. He's a great actor. I think he's going to go places for sure. Um, yeah. But there's something about, like, the hip-hop dude in the in the heist bank robbery type movie oh, that's, yeah. like, already a cliche. And then doubling down, like, here's Ice Cube's son and 50 Cent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope Common has a cameo in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be the icing on the cake for sure. Yeah. It feels very much like a, like, subpar F. Gary Gray thriller from like 1997 left over <laughs> um but yeah anyway den of thieves <laughs> you could catch that in january oh yeah oh but, man but unlike that january release this movie is coming out in like oh. good movie season though, yeah. though this weekend wasn't really good movie weekend but i feel like we're in the middle of good movie season you know, like the they, uh, the the weekend before Halloween weekend has become kind of a dumping ground because no one wants to go on Halloween weekend because nobody goes that weekend, and then the mm-hmm. weekend after that is usually like a superhero movie, so nobody mm-hmm. wants to challenge it. Um, yeah. So yeah, like there's like a shit ton of movies all coming out on the same weekend. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, but you know, fun fact about Geostorm: October twentieth is not only the release date of the movie. But the exact same date that they started filming three fucking years ago, (laughs) (laughs) October 20th, 2014, is when Geostorm commenced filming. So that's how long this movie has been sitting around. Um, It's been been moved like four times. Its original release date was March 25th, 2016. What are... What are they waiting for? Like, do they expect it to get better over time? Exactly. Like, I mean, anytime they do this to a movie, I feel like they're almost better off cutting their losses and just releasing it as is. Because it's like, what else are you going to do to salvage this? Um, Because that's the other thing is that uh, the other fun fact, might as well just throw it out there now. Because um, the movie underwent underwent reshoots last Christmas. so they brought in, not only did they bring in Jerry Bruckheimer to oversee reshoots, but they spent $15 million uh, over a two-week period to uh, add in some new scenes and reshoot some shit. So, Is that where the CGI child they called Gerard Butler's daughter came from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I guess we could talk about whether or not that extra $15 million paid off or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, but- <laughs> so we'll we'll uh we'll talk about that after uh we pretend to listen to the trailer um and you the listener fast forward through it so let's okay, roll see, the- you, see you in like four clicks of that forward 30 second <laughs> Let, button let's roll that roll that trailer senate committee will now hear from jacob lawson climate iss chief coordinator may the record reflect that he was nearly one hour late yeah sorry about that i literally had to fly in from outer space thanks to the system of satellites natural disasters have become a thing of the past we can control our weather mr president One of our thermospheric satellites malfunctioned over Afghanistan. So your proposal is what? We shut down all satellites. I don't need to remind all of you how many people died from catastrophic climate conditions. Make sure there's no further incidents. Are you going back up to space? I'm coming back. I promise. Have a safe trip, sir. Just don't touch anything. Main engine start. 
This is Mr. Jake Lawson. The Jake Lawson? You look much older than I would have thought. I, I mean, you, you look good. Am I getting fired? My access has been blocked. So satellite has a bad con, that happens. Not a satellite, all of them. This wasn't a malfunction. It was intentional. There's potential for catastrophic weather events on a global scale. A geostorm. We have to shut the system down. The kill coach is the president. I need your help. You're soliciting a secret service agent. Seriously? We're kidnapping the president in a self-driving cat. Jake, if you can't stop it, no one can. Three. Oh, yeah, I kidnapped the president. I've stolen state secrets. Yeah, anything I'm forgetting, honey? Honey. Hold on! Marry her. Okay, so that was a trailer for Geostorm, which, uh, uh, per IMDb in 2014, uh, follows... A man heads into space to prevent climate-controlling satellites from creating a storm of epic proportions. His brother discovers a plot to assassinate the president. That is Geostorm. <laughs> if you're, like, such a beautifully uh, stupid, wonderfully stupid plot synopsis that immediately gets me excited for uh, <laughs> some so-bad-it's-good potential. Um, but, okay, so, like, did this movie deliver... Do you think it delivered on that quality, Mr. You know, Stephen I, Miller? You know, I don't... I haven't decided yet. It definitely delivered on the so bad quality. Like, that, that's oh, clear. Yeah. Um, this this is a movie that just has all of the tropes. It ha- like, every character in this movie is basically a well-trod trope of film. You've got the precocious daughter who, like... Carson loves to talk about little wiener kids and how much he hates them. <laughs> I can only imagine what this what this child actor did for you. You know what's funny is that this girl was in, um, actually, funnily enough, she was in one of the recent Nick Cage movies, uh, Vengeance, A Love Story, and I actually thought she wasn't that bad. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting, in, in, wow. In, in that movie and in this movie, I didn't think she was... She kind of has like a... Like a she kind of looks like a young Kate Bosworth. She has like a little of a quality there I can see. You know, it... I, I'm not going to criticize her charisma or her acting ability. I just think the the character she is playing here is like one of my least favorite of all child characters. Oh, yeah. It's which very, is the, very the precocious, way yeah. too advanced for her age, oh, smarter yeah. than her dad, but her dad won't let her in type of thing. Yeah. Um, and luckily, then she's not the... in, luckily, she's not in the movie that much. Yeah, thank God. Uh, then, then you've got uh, Jim Sturgis's character, who's <laughs> just this completely kind of vanilla, duplicitous... Like, it should have been Adam Scott, I feel like. I feel like nothing <laughs> would have been lost if you just cast a completely comic actor in the role. Yeah. Because um, he, he's basically just there to, like, 
fill whatever stereotypes the movie needs him to be at that moment. Like, is he duplicitous? Okay, we'll make him duplicitous for a scene or two. Is he having a heartwarming moment with his brother? Yeah, oh, sure, maybe he's going to do that now. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand what... I don't know what this script was doing <laughs> with with his character. Uh, Gerard Butler, too, like... Is he the maverick? Is he the guy who just goes off and does it on his own? Or is he the genius scientist? Is he Dr. House? Like, the movie can't decide who he's going to be from scene to scene. And I I felt a lot like how you expressed your feelings in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Like, when is this Geo going to fucking storm? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny because, like, the, the really the Geostorm action doesn't happen until, like, like, the last... Like, half hour, maybe? Like, yeah, it's all th- at the end. this movie feels content to just let you wait and wait and wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, and they in the really, meantime... They really are hoping that you'll be entertained by, uh, like we said, uh, G-Butt's heading into space while his brother Jim Sturgis discovers this uh, assassination plot. Yeah, like, like, they're hoping maybe you're gonna wonder, like... Uh, is Ed Harris a bad guy in this question mark? Oh, like, oh he's the, totally the immortal good, question guys. of all films <laughs> and TV shows. <laughs> um, he basically should have just walked out with a T-shirt saying, "Like I'm the villain." Like it was yeah. so obvious. I mean, it, it's know. like super Ed Harris typecasting. Um, yeah, yeah. But just I don't, I don't know. Like the reason I acted confused is despite the fact that like. Nothing about this movie was good, and I didn't like it, and I didn't think about it at all when I left. I didn't hate the time I spent sitting there either. Like, I was kind of kind of enjoying the dumbness of it. And, like, the meta fact that they weren't even going the disaster route, they just thought we wanted to learn about, like, <laughs> is there a plot that the president has to do with? Let's go to the DNC and find out. <laughs> like, or, or just lots of scenes where they're describing, like, um the the dutch boy which is the name of the satellite system they created <laughs> which they say about 50 times in the movie like that's yeah. not an exaggeration like and it never gets less dumb oh no no it's it's equally as funny each time because dutch boy to me just sounds like a fucking uh urban dictionary sex act yeah you know <laughs> and it's just so stupid there's even a part where there's even a moment where they call something else like the rock and roller and i was like are they just gonna start naming g-butts movies like <laughs> What the fuck is this? Like, um, th- there's almost like a weird, like, in jokey. Because there's even that moment where, so G Butts, he goes back, or he comes back to the Dutch boy, and uh, he gets greeted by like his ragtag uh, science team. And the one guy's just all like, "Oh, great!" He's a British guy. He's like, "Oh, great, another American." Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I nailed it. Um, and you know, G Butts is just like. Yeah, I'm American, but my brother and I were raised in the UK, which I felt like was very in-jokey since uh, him and Jim Sturgis are actually from the UK in real life. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of that kind of shit where I was kind of like, like, I appreciated the fact that they weren't taking it seriously at all. Like, even when it was boring. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that kept it from... Like, this is a train wreck of a film, for sure. <laughs> like, I think oh, it's that... very, a very hot mess, yeah. <laughs> the script is absurd. The the CG isn't doing anybody any favors. Um, oh, no. Actors are not... Like, Gerard Butler does what he's supposed to do, but that isn't much in this movie. Um, Which but, like, is kind of sad. Thing... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, it's kind of sad because I feel like Gerard Butler does have screen presence and is, like, a likable leading uh, action hero. Mm-hmm. 
And in, he is, in, and this this movie doesn't give him a chance to be the action hero, really. No, no. Like, it actually gives Jim Sturgis way more of that role <laughs> for no apparent reason. Well, the best part of this movie, um, you know, the in all the, like, leading up to the Geostorm, um, clearly the best part of this movie was when Jim Sturgis is telling uh, Zazie Beetz, who plays, like, a hacker or something, I don't know, mm-hmm. sec- security analyst, some shit, um, where he's telling her, he's decoded a message from Gerard Butler, and he's just like, it's it's the nines, like, you take the nine, and then you subtract this nine, and out of like, he says the most <laughs> absurd, it doesn't make any sense, he's just, he's just saying words, he's just literally saying words, and I laughed out loud, because it's so ridiculous. It's like the most... And he's, and she's all like, oh, yeah, sure, I get that. Let me just subtract the well, nine. Well, then she has a computer program <laughs> that lets her just type in numbers and it counts right. words in a video. <laughs> yes. It's 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 up there with, with some of the most absurd, like, tech display in a movie. It's so hilarious that, like, they, they just thought... And, like, the way he delivers the line is, like, so exasperated... And just like, don't you get it? Don't, don't you get it? <laughs> like the numbers, like Nick Cage and knowing, like well, these are the numbers, you know. Yeah, there's also there's something to like, you know, the the big threat in this movie is the geostorm, right? And and the threat leading up to it was environmental things that caused them to build the Dutch boy. But the disasters when they happen in this movie are, like, just funny. <laughs> just, oh, like, they're super so funny. lame. They're so lame. And they always, deci- they always decide to zoom in on one innocent character who you, like, kind of <laughs> hope is going to survive till the end. <laughs> like, the but boy like and the, his, his dog. <laughs> yeah, the boy and his dog. Like, the most stereotypical one. Like, Saudi yeah. Arabia, okay, like, like, Dubai will have, like, a man in a turban in a skyscraper <laughs> looking out. <laughs> like, oh, no! He's looking out of the... Uh, the what's that what's the tower called i can't remember the, uh, the burj khalifa burj khalifa right right yeah yeah it uh, <laughs> so those were too. so ridiculous i don't oh, even man. know like they tried to get creative in what weather events happened but they all felt like blue aliens from the sky to me like nothing felt interesting at all no like oh and we can't forget about the uh the brazilian girl who's like sunbathing on the beach and outruns like a like an ice tsunami or some shit (laughs) and like (laughs) and they don't even they don't even like i mean i don't care but it's funny how they don't even like follow up to see if she lived or not like she she runs into a corner and she's like literally running away from uh like birds falling from the sky and and mm-hmm. breaking like icebergs, and then a plane just falls out of the sky and <laughs> and and shatters. Um, and she's just like up against a plane falls like right in front of her, and she's just like ah, like and then it cuts away. And yeah, and the like, thing is, I it, guess she lived. <laughs> in like in in the vocabulary of the movie, it cut away to show Gerard Butler stopping it, so it yeah, should cut back yeah. and be like, hey, she's okay, but it never. Yeah, does. like she should have. Like, she should have nah, like that girl. Yeah, she should have stood up and been like, oh, I lived. Even though my boyfriend got uh, iced, <laughs> literally. She's um, not a relative of one of the heroes, so it doesn't matter. No, um, no, it doesn't matter at all. I, I'm yeah, going to get Schnee's... I'm, I'm going to like channel my inner Schnee's for a second and say, well, like, what time of year is this movie supposed to happen? Because the DNC is happening in Florida, but it's <laughs> ice cold snowing in Moscow, but people are like sunbathing everywhere else in the world. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. No, it was supposed to be like 2019 is when sure. they like it initiated uh, the 
there's like the opening voiceover done by G Butts's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she says, uh, "I guess it, I guess it was 2019 when they when they created Dutch Boy, right?" And then it was supposed right, to yeah. be like a year later, I guess, because yeah, I, I'm just Andy saying, Garcia like, is running for president again. To my knowledge, there's no there's no time that it's summer in America and ice cold winter in Russia at the same moment. I like I'm Chris. Chris can maybe verify. That, that's the least <laughs> of the movie's problems. But like I, I started laughing because it it was just like they played on like whatever stereotype temperature any place is. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, like it was it was like summer in uh, South America where the the girl was out running yeah. the. It was weird. Like they always did the opposite. So it was like the the girl, the people sunbathing on the beach in Brazil, uh, got hit by like an ice tsunami, and then the people in Moscow got hit with like heat waves. Yeah, it was always the opposite or something. It was it was like they did that intentionally. Like oh, this could be so clever, guys. I don't know. Um, so we didn't act, we didn't actually go to what you think of the movie. Do you feel like it delivered on so bad it's good, or do you think it was just so bad? No, I don't think it delivered on the so bad it's good. Like, um, but I don't think it's as as bad as like I guess people are saying, or as I as I thought it would be. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the movie is boring. Like, it's mm-hmm. not it's not it, it's it's boring. Like, I was definitely bored. Like, I was very confused as to why. A movie called Geostorm did not have any geostorming, and like they were so focused on the Dutch boy and like <laughs> uh, Jim Sturgis and Abby Cornish were like having like hilarious um, romantic banter. Like, if there was an active shooter, who would you save first, me or the president? And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like okay, um, and uh, you know, but there, but like, so there were elements like that, and uh, Jim Sturgis trying to decode the message that were funny um that were kind of keeping me going through it i will say though the last half hour like when the geostorm finally hits i, I will say i was entertained by it like it's stupid as fuck but and it looks terrible it looks god awful like the cgi in this movie is so bad like it's hilarious because well first of all i forgot to mention but it should come as no surprise that uh this was the directorial debut of Dean Devlin, who co-wrote and produced, uh, like, he uh, the peak run of Roland Emmerich movies from, like, Universal Soldier to The Patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, and I, you know, and I'll always go back to that Super Bowl ad for Independence Day when they showed the White House blowing up and everyone was just like, holy shit, did you see that? Like, I want to see this movie right fucking now. Like, this is going to be so good. Um, And then in this movie, the White House barely looks believable. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so fake. Like, they show, like, a shot of, you know, establishing shot of the White House, and it looks like they did it in, like, Dreamweaver or something. It's so bad. (laughs) It's so fucking bad. And I'm just like, how, like, like the, the level of effects work... Like, I'm sorry, like, the level of effects work in something like Independence Day and, like, kind of those, those like, peak 90s disaster movies like Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact um, and even even Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, man. Like, they like those are really unparalleled. Like, I know they use CGI, too, but, like, the practical effects work, I mean, you can't beat that. 
Like you can't beat I, I mean, like I gotta those, say, yeah. In, in this movie, the that Inception ripoff poster is by <laughs> far the best effects in the whole movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that poster looks like a movie where a disaster is going to strike that will be terrifying. Oh yeah, this definitely. movie the disasters are just like you don't feel them. It isn't like San Andreas where I had fun with San Andreas. I had fun watching shit get destroyed. Oh, you uh, know, th- this movie there was no joy in destruction. Like there was no destruction even. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Although I do think uh, I like this movie more than San Andreas, uh, just because mm-hmm. of the the sheer some of the sheer stupidity in like um, like we mentioned, like the constant referencing to Dutch Boy, a lot of Jim Sturgis's moments, the fact that like they had this assassination plot and that Ed Harris like. Um, basically turns into Brad Pitt from Killing Them Softly at the end, where he's just like, America's not a country, it's a bank! Uh, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is out of, out of nowhere? Even it's for whole, him. Oh, God, that, that whole moment where he decides to, like, try to turn the tables and, like, yeah. <laughs> explain his master plot. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. But you see, like, I feel like at the end, when when the shit was, like, finally hitting the fan, um, as much as I didn't care about any of the the disasters, it, it at least struck the tone of, like, that tone of being, like, silly fun. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it did, it definitely needed more of, like, scenes where, you know, they're all, they're driving, they're literally driving away from, like, lightning strikes. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and Abby Cornish is all badass and like drives backwards and like shoots a dude. And then Andy Garcia is just like, marry her. Like it needed more of that humor for sure. Um, and, um, but at least I feel like they kind of hit that, they kind of hit that vibe a little bit, even though it was, it was still just stupid as hell. Like I said, like, I didn't care about, I didn't care about the, the kid and his dog. You know, I feel like, um... I feel like even in Armageddon, like in the beginning of that, you at least cared about Eddie Griffin and his dog when he showed up for like two minutes, you know, and he's just like, oh, damn, you know, when the, when the asteroids hit New York. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in this one, the whole disaster felt like like the the world plot of the first Kingsman movie, but not necessarily a joke. It was just like little cuts to like chaotic yeah. things happening for a few seconds. <laughs> And then yeah. nothing else. And, like, that is the whole point of the movie is the disaster. Right. I, I do definitely agree that I think the third act, like, got more fun. I think um, yeah. Abby Cornish, like, and Jim Sturgis, their subplot got into its stride when things actually picked up and they were doing ridiculous chase scenes instead of just standing around talking about doing something. Um, right. But yeah, still, even at its stride, if, if the whole movie had been that, I do think it would have been more fun. It still wouldn't have been close to good, but it would have been a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, even the stuff with all the stuff with G-Butts on Dutch Boy, and it's like, you know... <laughs> I did think I did think it was funny how he had to, like, rescue that device. And he it, it really, I mean, you know... Not to schnaze it, but come on. It looked like he destroyed, like, half the fucking satellite, and they're just like... He's just like, I got it. Like, it was like, <laughs> and it's just like a giant floppy disk. Yeah, no, and nobody cared that he fucking destroyed like half the thing. They're just like, all right, fine, you know. Uh, I, I, I did love it's fake out that uh, uh, the the Middle Easterner on board the ship uh, played by Amir Waket, it looks like. Like they just played him as the most like 
stereotypical villain ever, only to reveal, like, I am not the bad guy. <laughs> Wait, was he the guy that, like, stole the thing in the beginning? He, he was the one that was watching the guy that stole the thing in the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah. Where they're, they're definitely playing the movie as if he's going to be, like, the terrorist bad guy or whatever. Right, And then right. they just have, like, a two-minute exposition where he's like, I'm actually not the bad guy. I was just standing there <laughs> watching the person to make sure the bad guy doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he says it, like, exactly like that to, to G-Butts and the girl, the other girl. And then in the they're movie. like, okay. They're like, all right, believable. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> Uh, I feel like there was something else. Oh, well, okay, so, you know, like, there was the narration in the beginning, right? And then, so, the movie is, like, bookended by the girl's narration. And, like, mm-hmm. didn't you didn't you feel like the narration at the end was, like, it basically was, it sounded like someone was, it sounded like she was reading, like, someone's, like, insanely hokey, like, Twitter status. Yeah. Like, that's what it came off as. I mean, I, I thought both of them sounded very... The first one sounded like she was reading the Wikipedia of the event or something. Yeah, And then yeah. it ended with the Twitter status. And, yeah. and that's what's weird to me, too, is the the movie is bookended by the daughter in a way that would suggest the movie is going to be somehow about uh, Jake Lawson and his daughter character. Right. Like, like it was going to try to do an Interstellar type thing. And yeah. it, it just completely jettisons her for the rest of the movie. Yeah, she just goes to, like, visit her mom, and <laughs> they, like, kind of cut to her, like, every... Like, not even, like, really, like, maybe, like, once or twice to have her yeah. go, like, oh, no, and then that's it. Well, by the way, she's watching the space station, and as far as I can tell, nobody knows he's on that. Like, nobody has announced anything about <laughs> no. that. Well, I but guess she's that... told, like, every time something explodes, she's, like, crying a little bit harder. <laughs> well, I mean, she knew that he went up there, so she yeah. knew he was there. But, yeah, like, they didn't know who exactly, like, the newscasters or whatever didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was almost like a... I'm sure... I, I Fuck it, I don't even care. Like, it, it was almost like an Armageddon, you know? Where, like, Liv Tyler is watching Bruce Willis at the end. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, I feel like they have kind of that moment with uh, Jim Sturgis and Gerard Butler. But don't you think it's weird that, like, I feel like nowadays, or, uh, like, nowadays, like, the ending of Armageddon, where Bruce Willis stays behind and sacrifices himself, I feel like that's, like, a, that would be considered, like, a ballsy ending. Like, in here, like, they really had to, like, go the extra length to be like, it's okay, guys, he's gonna make it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like don't you don't you get that sense that, like, that that would almost be sort of like a risky ending nowadays that, like, oh, yeah, like, the lead star stays behind and dies. I don't know, like, yeah. I just, in a movie like this, it just, um, I don't know, it just, it well, seemed I, to I me like... Well, I was hoping, I was kind of hoping this movie would at least do the, uh... I'm just going to make Chris real mad and spoil everything. I was hoping he would do the, the Dark Knight Rises approach. And at oh, least, like, right, right, right. Like, draw draw out the mystery yeah. of what happened. In, instead, like, they don't, they don't go for that. No, uh, but, but for like, a second, yeah. I thought it was going to turn into, like, kind of fun gravity-type shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was hoping something was going to happen where they were just going to plummet to Earth, like, by some <laughs> crazy mechanism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'd have to, like, A-team it down to the earth or some shit. Um, But no, like, even in, like, Dark Knight Rises, like, that was a movie, like, before, like, going into it where I was like, 
okay, like if there's one movie where they're gonna kill off Batman, it would be Christopher Nolan Batman. Um, mm-hmm. And then they didn't. Then they, and then like at the end of that movie, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna do it. And then he did it, uh, mm-hmm. which was kind of like you know one of my. Uh, like one of the things I didn't like about it, but then after I watched it like a couple of times, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" He's the, like, I was like, "Yeah, Batman's there, fucking having a drink." He he made Michael Caine feel good, so that was happy, I guess. But you know, like yeah. like I don't know, like that, like in that in that movie, it seemed like okay, this is the this would be the kind of movie where it would take that risk. Um, and now it seems like it just doesn't seem like that would be a question, like that would be a possibility. They're like, no, mm-hmm. G, like, G-Butts is going to live. Like, he's not going to he's not gonna stay behind, and then they're going to play a fucking Steven Tyler song to get, well, you, especially teared, when they, uh, to get you teared up. <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, they plant, like, this moment where he tells his daughter he's going to come home, he promises. <laughs> That'd be right. hilarious if he just died up there. <laughs> yeah. At least maybe then I'd be like, all right, I'll give that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. Dutch boy. <sighs> But yeah, not not as fun bad as I was hoping. Like I remember when the trailer for this came out. I, I forget what movie it was before. It was a movie that was much more serious than this. Um, mm. And I was like, I, I was cracking up at how ridiculous the trailer was. Like, oh yeah, not in a I gotta see that type of way, but at least in a I cannot believe this movie is getting made way. And yeah. the movie didn't deliver on that. Like watching the movie, I didn't think. I can't believe this got made. I just thought, like, this is pretty boring and dumb and mildly yeah. entertaining. I mean, like I said, it's not a boredom where I just regretted watching it. Like, I honestly think if you pop this, if you came across this movie on, it's a very HBO Go movie. Like, if you put this movie on, uh, you know, saw it on HBO and watched it, I think you'd probably at least feel like you got like your sunday afternoons worth i you know like it's kind of at least toward the end i mean i just mm-hmm. think it was like so flatly executed like there was just nothing there to elevate it beyond that um yeah maybe and, like cable tv with commercials would help it like you wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't notice how flat the pacing is i mean it's very much that type of movie i I mean like i said i liked it better than san andreas and it's way better than independence day resurgence um so because at least like i will say because like some of the later roland emberick movies like 2012 white house down like they got bogged down with being like insanely long like two hours and 45 minutes long and at least this movie was pretty short it was like an hour 45 i guess Um, And it didn't feel long. It felt like, you know, they got through it, even though the stuff in the beginning, like there was not really anything going on. At least it was like, okay, like they're, they're, they're powering through this. It didn't, didn't feel like too slow or anything. I mean, mean, at least they, they front load some of the action. The middle still gets surprising with how long you have to sit while nothing goes on. But at least they give you like a few of the goods up front. I mean, so I guess we can agree that the $15 million they spent to do reshoots, uh, not worth it. Not worth it. I can't no. imagine what they had before was any worse than this. Right. And But I will give them credit that the movie is a hot mess, but it didn't feel like a movie that was like butchered in the editing room or just like reeked of a, a ton of reshoots and shit. Like, mm. I'll, give the, I'll give them that. Like, they're... There wasn't anything in particular I was like, oh, this totally felt like uh, 
the test screening scores were bad and they had to punch it up or something. Like it, it definitely didn't feel like kind of, kind of haphazard or anything. Um, it was sure, just on, but, but like what yeah. test screening do you think they got that was like focus on the presidential plot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but apparently, apparently, I read that whatever scenes that they reshot the test scores went up 20 points so um yeah i don't know i don't know what the test scores were originally (laughs) um it was like (laughs) i don't i can't imagine the test scores were like a 95 or something (laughs) i don't i don't shot up to a 115 (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly though oh shit um there was some there was some um can't remember oh it was like some it was some uh it was some dga interview with for the big short and it was actually it was like paul thomas anderson interviewing adam mckay and he paul thomas anderson told a story about how like i guess when they screened test screened remember the titans in like pasadena or something it scored a 98 which is unheard of like i mean that's like really good for test for test scores i believe it for titans though yeah i mean uh, it makes sense because that is a good movie and uh but apparently like one of the execs who was there like someone overheard him going like all right well i guess we got work to do <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck can you improve like i don't know i just thought the that was funny because I, I can't imagine that the scores for geostorm were that high no I, there, there's no way i can't I guess there's always going to be some positive. Like, you mentioned this movie isn't necessarily as bad as the reviews it's getting. And maybe I could agree with individual reviews, but the Rotten Tomatoes score, honestly, like, I want to know who's giving this a positive review. (laughs) Because that that is a thing where this, like, just averaging of whether or not they were positive, like, this should be zero on that scale. Because I can't imagine a person who would be like, yeah, I like this more than I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, so it has an 11%, mm-hmm. which I guess is, I mean, I don't know. This, to me, just feels like a movie that should have, like, a like a 45 or something. Mm. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, San Andreas had a 49, so I feel like that's more what this movie was. I, I just felt like this this looked so cheap in the way its disaster happened. To me, that was the bewildering thing of this movie is it is framed as a, you know, very Emmerich-like disaster film. And it it, it isn't really. Like, the disaster just kind of happens in a few places so they can get back to the plot of the the brothers, one of whom is a scientist and the other is a political nobody knows what who's (laughs) dating a secret agent. Like, whatever this movie was, it, it does not deliver on the the audience hit that you would expect it to. You would expect it to, like, love the destruction and pick iconic buildings to destroy and kind of, like, have a yeah. gaze upon the massive terror of weather, right? Like, I, I knew it wasn't going to actually get all, like, lefty global warming It was clearly, like, too silly a movie to try to do anything like that. But, yeah. like, y- you kind of want it to prey on that a little bit, right? To, like, get people terrified of the grandeur yeah. of nature and it it didn't like it didn't even try to no i mean honestly like independence day is a more terrifying movie than feels like a more realistic movie too 
mm-hmm. than this. Um, but I mean, honestly, that's kind of the same problems that the Independence Day sequel had, where like all of the destruction, they didn't even focus on it. It was just kind of like, well, we did that in the first movie. We're not going to play into that. And it was just so boring. And it was like characters that were even worse than um, the characters here. Because at least G-Butts and Jim Sturgis, like they're being funny. They're not taking it seriously at all. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the one thing, at least for me, that was like saving it. That was at least making it like mildly better than than some of these other recent disaster movies. Hmm. But it, it definitely it, didn't take itself seriously. It it was being goofy. I I can give it that. Yeah, I mean, I, for sure though. Like this movie, look, I can't even. I don't even know where the money went. Like, <laughs> like apparently it has a hundred and twenty million dollar budget, which is probably more Jesus like two, Christ. Apparently more like two hundred million. Like once you factor in the reshoots and the like, the real number that they spent on it. But like it just doesn't. Like where did it go? Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it went into the effects and stuff, but it just looks so... Like, it looks like sci-fi channel movie effects. Yeah. I, so I think bad. Ed Helms drove away with it. He, he, <laughs> it's some elaborate plot where he just, like, <laughs> stole all the money. Yeah, like, it, it really is baffling. Like, and even... I even thought that in San Andreas, too. Like, it just was so, like, cheap-looking. Like, I like know. I agree the effects in San Andreas were, were cheesy also, but... They, like, and again, it's probably too personal because I live in the city they destroyed, so there's always a little bit more, like, fun in watching that happen. Um, But, like, that at least felt like a ridiculous natural disaster happening on a city. Like, it felt like they thought through a little bit of, here's what an earthquake would do and here's what a tidal wave would do. This movie was just, like, heat would make things explode and uh, <laughs> fire, lightning fire. The the satellites are just burr. They're just doing the burr. Hit like, a satellite oh, okay. with another satellite and... Uh, there's a big I, it, it laser. Like, just, <laughs> like, it makes me wonder if the reshoots were just, like, they changed everything that happened just so it, like, doesn't make any sense anymore because it... Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. It was weird. I don't know. Anyway, I think I think we're ready to rate this bitch. Um, yep. If you're, All right, I'll, I'll pull my schnazy. Uh, okay, if, oh, unless you want to, are you being oh, Chris w- this time? I was gonna pull my I was gonna pull my best schnazy. Do it. Um, so, Stephen Miller, if you're gonna rate this movie on on a scale of <laughs> must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid. What would you give it? Look, I I didn't hate hate it. Like you, I was fine watching it, but I I can't not give this a must avoid. Like it it doesn't have a redeeming quality. N- nobody is going to be that glad that they saw it. And like for the money they blew, it's just I don't know. I, I can't award it. Must avoid it, it. It isn't like like terribly awful. It's not like you're going to hate yourself for watching it. It's just like why. If you don't have a podcast, why watch it? You can you can watch <laughs> something else. Uh, true, yeah, there are definitely other things to watch, um, but I'll give it a pass simply because I didn't want to, uh, like, I wasn't so bored that I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have sat through plenty of other movies where I just am waiting for it to be done. 
Um, yeah. And this, I didn't get that with, with this. As dumb as it was and as boring as it was in the beginning, I feel like it slightly redeemed itself at the end when it finally started geostorming and just got super absurd. Um, <laughs> and Ed Harris revealed hilariously revealed his big plot and everything. Um, so then I was like, okay, I, I, at least it had the vibes of a, of a movie, of a fun movie that it, it should have been, mm-hmm. but it's still not, no, it's still not good. So that's yeah. my like minor caveat. I mean, it's. Okay. So this movie yeah. or the emoji movie? <laughs> I, 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 I definitely rather watch Geostorm again. Yeah, I'm I'm up for that too. I would rather watch Geostorm than the Emoji movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I would definitely rather watch this movie more than uh a lot of other movies uh recent, not just in the same genre, but uh, you know, of just any movies. Uh like I said, I'll just I'll just burn it again. I don't care. Goodbye, Christopher Robin. I will watch that any day. I'll watch Geostorm any day over that. I'll just <laughs> Cause that's a that's a type of movie where I was just like, the minute it started, I was like, just you know, I was like, I gotta, I just gotta sit here and wait till it's done. That's all I gotta do. It's like an endurance test. See, I would, I would rather watch uh, the core than than this oh, movie. Well, that the would core, be like yeah. a good bad movie. That would be oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, go to the center of the year. <laughs> the core was the core was a lot of fun though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, that I mean that also had the benefit of like the tooch. Yeah, uh, the whales. Definitely a better cast than this, but also yeah. like what? What is Gerard Butler doing? I, I know we've said this before, but he's a fun actor. He's a good act. Like he's capable of doing good work. Why? Maybe it isn't his fault. Maybe it's like they lost it in the editing room, or they just didn't have it ever. But I felt like his charisma should have carried the movie more than it did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because he's been in a, just a lot of mediocre movies. Um, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I told this to Sarah afterwards, I was like, honestly, like, him, Jim Sturgis, and Abby Cornish have all just been in a ton of mediocre movies. Uh, I dubbed them the Zack Snyder trio, because <laughs> they, like, because they, like, I feel like, I mean, I I liked all, I mean, that's kind of a controversial thing to say, but, like, because nobody likes Sucker Punch, but, I like, I like the, the, you know, the movies they were in that, the Zack Snyder movies that they were in. And then I kind of feel like after that, they just kind of were in just like, and I'm like, oh, like it's just kind of slumming it, you know? Especially mm-hmm. Gerard Butler, because 300 was such a, like that was such a, like near iconic, like that's got to be up there with like, in terms of just like badass, like roles and stuff. Like he like, yeah. and then you'd think he would be like this huge star, which I guess he did or he became, but, like, I don't know, just, like, the movies he got, like, weren't weren't utilizing him as well, you know? See, I think it all went downhill after The Bounty Hunter. I think oh, that was yeah, when that he too. admitted that, like, he didn't give a shit what, what he was yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, where he did, like, a lot of the rom-coms and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, he just, he needs, like, a Shane Black movie to really um, utilize his charisma and everything. Mm-hmm. He needs like that level of a movie, because um, yeah. like this this kind of subpar action stuff is just not it's not doing it. Anyway, yep, I agree. So that was G Butt Storm. Um, uh, what do you have anything to pimp? Do you want to pimp all your all your shiz? Uh, I can pimp my ride. 
<laughs> I can pimp a butterfly. Um, come no, lady, I mean, if you want to, if you want to find me on the internet, go to sdavidmiller.com, twitter.com, sdavidmiller, letterboxd if you want. I don't, I don't care. You don't want to find me on the internet. <laughs> nah, dude, you gotta, gotta get off the grid. Dutch boy will find you. For sure. Between you Dutch Boy Dutch... and Ed Harris, I'm screwed. Oh man, we're all we're all screwed. Um, well, I don't have anything funny to say because I'm not I'm nowhere to be found. So uh if you want to find this podcast though, uh you can go to Facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or at the spoiler warning on Twitter. Uh, if you want to see when spoiler warning, actually, Chris, oh, at <laughs> Chris would want me to tell you that. Oh, okay, sorry. No, the in the uh, Twitter handle. Um, that makes sense, Chris. That's very consistent as a brand. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, if you want to find, uh, well, if you want to, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, you can do that. Uh, if you want to email, you can do uh, fans at the spoilerwarning dot com. Uh, Please send us your Tinder profile for Chris. Uh, you can do that, or Bumble, or whichever one you're on. Uh, that would be appreciated. Uh, Grinder, he's not picky. Oh yeah, no, no, he's open. Um, or uh, you can dust off the phone line of seven six zero five seven five four eight seven nine. Maybe give us your theories about. Uh, you, you can guess whether or not Chris liked Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I don't mm-hmm. know could take a stab at that i i still don't know i uh um this is, this is the confession part of the podcast i lied and said i was busy so i didn't have to do that <laughs> sorry chris <laughs> sorry um why uh, what were you avoiding well once you told me that you didn't see it or had to work or something like i was just like i can't do it it's gonna be a bloodbath i i don't want to have I don't want to be forced into the situation where he didn't like it. Or even if he did like it, I'd still be mad. Sorry. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I need Steven there to referee this in case it gets out of hand. Um, <laughs> but maybe he, when Chris gets back, he can defend himself. I, I don't, you know. We, we we'll can see. do a recap episode of that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, think, I think we hit all the bases for where you can find the Spoiler Warning podcast. Um mm-hmm. We out here, dude. We're putting the ass in Film Enthusiast. Hell and yeah. we'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to talk up the latest Yorgos movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, I'm excited. I'm seeing yep. it two days from now. You're in for a treat. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that and maybe something else. I don't know. Yeah, we, um, we might squeeze a little Meyerowitz into that, too. Right, we'll see right. What happens. All, all the, uh, all the directors that Chris isn't so hot on, yeah. we're, we're gonna touch <laughs> next week, potentially. All the acerbic wit just like crammed into one weekend for Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's it. We're, we're, we're gonna badly end this like usual. We're just gonna kind of <laughs> circle the drain until we stop talking. So. Uh, See you next time. Bye, bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.